Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Faith is foundational to our relationship with God. We are saved by grace through faith, and we learn in Hebrews 11 that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We have looked at the definition of faith and examples of faith. Today on Drawing Near, we look into God's sovereign plan and faith. Please take your Bible and turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and join us as we study something better for us. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love, mercy, and grace toward us. We thank you for your sovereign plan, even if we don't fully grasp everything that you're doing. But then again, how can the finite, us, comprehend the infinite, you? So, Father, we follow you by faith. We don't have complete understanding. We don't have complete knowledge. So we have to trust in who you are. And that's what you require of us. You require us to hear you and trust you. And that trust includes obedience, serving you. Father, you are worthy of all worship and glory and honor and praise. You are worthy of our faithfulness. We pray, Father, that you would help us to walk worthy of this calling that you've called us with. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study by reading Hebrews chapter 11, verses 39 and 40. In verse 39, And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Now these two verses are very interesting. First we learn that all of those who have been listed in this text, in Hebrews 11, have obtained a good testimony before God through faith. Now that's interesting because some of these individuals, it's interesting to see what they're doing. Uh, I've had a conversation with someone here recently who listens to this study, and they wondered why Sarah was in this list. Sarah, when she heard that she was to have a baby, she literally laughed. It doesn't show us in Scripture where she showed any kind of real faith, and yet the Bible tells us that she did show faith. We are told in this passage about Samson. Samson has some very questionable things in his life, and yet he obtained a good testimony by faith. In other words, you don't have to live perfectly, sinlessly, to demonstrate faith. You do need to demonstrate faith in order to please God. And God knows who we are. He knows that we are but dust. And yet all of these who were sinners obtained a good testimony through faith. That should be encouraging to us. Now, it doesn't encourage us to lay down and relax and not pay any attention at all to our walk with the Lord. That's not what this is telling us. This is telling us that we need to pursue living by faith. Then we're told in verse 39 that even though they obtained a good testimony through faith, they did not receive the promise. What promise? The promise of Jesus? We've been told in this book so far that there is a promised land. The Hebrew people under Moses did not enter into the promised land because they were unfaithful, and later on their descendants entered into the promised land, yet without Moses. The idea of promise seems to be 
that they didn't get into heaven apart from us. Now, there's a lot here about Hades or the grave and that place of the dead prior to eternal salvation. But again, they were looking forward to God's salvation in Jesus Christ. They didn't know Jesus. They didn't understand exactly what God was going to do, but they had faith in God that he was going to provide for their sin, that they were going to be saved. We see that so many times in the Psalms. As David is writing and prophesying and worshiping, he blesses the Lord for delivering his soul from the pit. He talks about being forgiven. He's the one who mentions God throwing our sin as far as the east is from the west, that he throws them into the depths of the sea and remembers them no more. These are all important things coming out of the Old Testament, but they were looking forward to God's salvation. You and I, we have received the promise. We have received Jesus Christ. We have seen him holy on the cross, dying, being buried, resurrecting from the dead, ascending to the Father. We have the completed New Testament that tells us not only of what he's done, but what he's going to do. And we have received the promise of the Holy Spirit indwelling us. That's what we learn. God's guarantee, God's seal, God's surety that we are saved and that we have eternal life. These others, they obtained a good testimony through faith, yet they didn't get the whole thing. They didn't get the whole promise. In verse 40, it says, God having provided something better for us. This may be subtle. This may not even be a significant part of this, but I believe it is. God doesn't provide everyone with equal blessing. There are timetables that God works on. And as God works out his plan, his purposes in creation, in saving, in judging sin, in bringing about his eternal righteous throne on earth in the new Jerusalem, as God is doing all of these things, he does some things for people in the Old Testament, some things for people in the New Testament. He does some things for believing Jews. He does others for believing Gentiles. He makes promises to one group and then promises to another. All of these things God does out of his love, mercy, grace, and justice, and in accordance with his providential plans and purposes. And praise the Lord, God has provided something better for us. And then it says that they should not be made perfect or complete apart from us. We are going to be made complete together. There's going to come a time when the resurrection takes place and we are all going to be together. We are all going to be worshiping and seeing and understanding those from the Old Testament, those from the New Testament, those who are believing Jews, those who are believing Gentiles. All of these things we're going to see and understand more fully in eternity. And God's got a plan to bring all of this about in all people from all generations and all cultures, what the Bible calls nations and tongues and tribes. If we look at the book of Revelation, if we look at the glimpses we get of heaven, it is amazing. The throng, the multitude, the uncountable number of people who are worshiping before God. We need to remember, God is doing all of this for his glory. He is doing all of this so that he may be recognized as God, not only among us, but that the angels may see his grace and mercy on display in our lives. He is seeking to make known his goodness, his glory, 
his love, his righteousness, his justice, and he's doing all of this through faith. Now, I want to get a glimpse into our next study before we finish, because it's very important that we understand, after looking at all of these people who have this faith, chapter 12, verse 1 says the following, and we're not going to talk about it today, but I want you to see how this seamlessly works together. Therefore, we also. The idea here is they were faithful. They received a good testimony by faith. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is important for us. We have a part in this entire legacy of faith. The people in Hebrews 11 are not the only ones who are acknowledged or who receive a good testimony by faith. We must also receive a good testimony by faith. And that's what Hebrews 12 talks about, and that's what we will talk about as we go forward. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this text. And Father, I pray that we would ponder the Old Testament, the testimonies, the prophecies, the examples, and what you did in their life, and yet what they did not lay hold of yet. And then, Father, I pray that we would look in the New Testament, look at us, and see what you have provided for us that is distinct. The key is, I believe, the Holy Spirit. We see the cross, we see salvation, all presented in Jesus Christ. We have the glorious gospel, and what was lacking in the Old Testament in the way of understanding and knowledge, we now have. And when we trust you by faith, through your grace, we receive the Holy Spirit, and with it, all of the promises. That's what Peter talks about. Father, thank you so much for this, and I pray that this would whet our appetites to study the Scriptures, Old and New Testament, and see you and your plans and purposes and workings revealed for us, that we may worship you and glorify you more fully. And I thank you for the day that's coming when we will worship you in full in eternity. Guide and direct us until then. Work in our hearts to bring about faith. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the promise that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.